You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Holy crap! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you can flee the country, you can change your name, you can make out with that perverted minister, and claim that you were just trying to learn how to speak in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Thanks! It actually reminds me of uh, uh, why I'm a... Uh, there's some unrest at home. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that has nothing to do with a minister. Uh, anyways, guys, nothing will save you from the, the watch list. How the hell y'all doing? <laughs> How was your Super Bowl weekend? It was great. I didn't watch the Super Bowl, but what did I do? <laughs> I cooked a big meal. I made um, chicken parmesan for the mm, first time. Chicky parm. You didn't bring me any leftovers? Girl, I'm sorry. I'm muting your mic. Mm-mm. I'm just kidding. We got to have a show it. here. <laughs> we need like, order I feel here. Like everyone's plans got shot because the, the snow came down really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a bummer. That was why I didn't leave, you know? What'd you do? Um, we actually ended up trying to get the dogs together to uh, to get along, because they've never met before. The dogs as in D-O-G-S or D-A-W-G-S? <laughs> <laughs> we got the dogs at the crib. <laughs> <laughs> they never met before, so. The D-O-G-S. Okay. Not Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... We we got the two dogs together that never met, and if you've never heard our show before, never heard me speak about them. The one uh, I just rescued, and the other one I've had for the last seven years. So we're trying to get them to get along, and it, it actually went pretty well for the Yay. most part. So good because you said at first that they weren't jiving. Um. Yeah, I never really put them together, but they heard each other from different rooms because I was too afraid to put them together at first. And she was too weak at first when we found her because she was just skin and bones. Right. Um, And she doesn't really like other dogs. So I've been trying to see if I can break her of that. And when they got together, he being a German Shepherd um, and her being like a hound mix, I was more worried about him because he's so much bigger than her. Well, I mean, not so much bigger, but like a little bit bigger. And then obviously he has a lot more strength than her. So anyways, long story short, um, he actually so showed submissive signs towards her that he wasn't trying to dominate her. And oh, he like bowed down to her and wanted to play with her. And he brought, her, talking about. He brought her his ball. <laughs> and she was like. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you know, she's a little blind. So it's hard because she can't see him. So she's, you know, I think she's just scared. Right, but um, she calmed down after a while, and she was like, "As long as you're not my face, you're fine." It's okay. Don't get my face. Week or two, you'll see them like in the middle of the night snuggling together to keep warm. Yeah. So little by little, but yeah, um, I ended up watching uh, Goodfellas. 
for the first time. Oh, it's funny. Jason did too. <laughs> On Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. I actually really like that movie. It's really it's good. Amazing. It's yeah. really good. Have you seen Casino? Mm-mm. If you'd like, if you like Goodfellas, you'd like Casino too. Yeah, I didn't think I was gonna like Goodfellas that much because I don't know, like gangsterist movies. I'm, I'm not really like like huge on, but I liked it. It was good. Yeah, I can see you liking that movie. It, it's a fun movie. I like Ray Liotta. <laughs> yeah. Um, we watched uh, all the Godfather movies, and it's like a gangster. Gangsters have taken over Netflix. <laughs> Wait, all the Godfather movies are on Netflix? Yep, we I watched all three wa- of them. I haven't seen any of them. Why so. the hell? We're always talking about Godfather Netflix. 3. We really do need that. Uh... <laughs> right? We're about to talk Oops. about Netflix uh, later on too. Um, so, what did you do, dress? Uh I well, said, what did you dress? I drank a lot this <laughs> weekend. That's really it. And it wasn't even like I went out partying. I was just sitting on the couch just drinking like a straight up alcohol. <laughs> Are you in over nachos? <laughs> yeah, and fighting over nachos. Because <laughs> I just wanted cheese. I don't want beans on them. Do I need beans on my nachos and I got bean burrito? I'm just saying. Right. That's a lot of beans. <laughs> Smear the burrito on your nachos. Put dip your nacho in the burrito. <laughs> just put it all in the bowl because it's all the same thing. And then he's like, "Well, here's the nacho cheese." I'm like, "What do you want me to do with that? Like it out with my tongue out of the cup?" And he was like, "You're a bitch." Speaking yeah. of nacho cheese, but, has anyone drinking. tried the French fries at Taco Bell yet? Yes. Do you like them? No, no, I haven't tried them yet. So I was curious. <laughs> they look like all soft, like they're not. Well, they kind of look like they remind me of in. I like this about them, but in the picture, they probably look more appetizing than they probably would be, like you said. But in the picture, they look like Rally's fries. Uh Uh-uh. No? I wish they Uh tasted like Rally's fries. Ooh. Now I want (laughs) Rally's fries with some nacho cheese. That would be good. I would eat that. Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Fat kid it up. Mm Mm-hmm. About to get Mm -hmm. you a pregnancy test up in here. Uh, um, uh-huh. You have to have sex to actually get pregnant. <laughs> and I hear. <laughs> and with that, guys, <laughs> listen. So finally, remember how we were talking about a year ago? Wait, are you pregnant? No. <laughs> we we're talking about the Slender Man. The Slender Man. I standing. was just going to tell you about that. Dude, okay. So finally, and uh, you know what? I, I, I was actually going to, I was like, I was going to bring that up about the charging. I well, I was sitting there and I was thinking about it because I I didn't even like hear anything about it first. I went and looked it up because I'm like, what would have happened? And it would just happen to be like boom right I swear, there. I was just looking it up just happened, crazy. So just to recap, uh, the Slenderman stabbing occurred on Saturday, May 31st, 2014. That's how long ago it was. Uh, in the American city of Washka, Wakisha. Makisha County, Wisconsin, <laughs> when 12-year-olds Anissa Weir and Morgan Geyser lured 12-year-old Peyton Lundner uh, into the woods and stabbed her 19 times in an attempt Jesus. to impress the fictional character Slenderman. After being stabbed, the victim crawled to the road and lay on the sidewalk uh, where a cyclist found her and called 911. She was rushed to the hospital, at which point she was one millimeter away from certain death, according to a criminal complainant. Complaint. Um, the victim recovered after being hospitalized for six days. During the resultant legal proceedings, both uh, perpetrators were ultimately found not guilty by reason of insanity. Weir was committed to 25 years in a state mental institution while... Okay, sorry. I didn't mean to read that part. But, yeah, we have the verdicts now. After growing old, <laughs> after growing old and gray, waiting on these verdicts three years later. Because you gotta, you got to think. They don't know what to do with these girls. How well, they wanted they? to charge them with uh, murder, yeah, but then uh, they, yeah, were pleading that they were ins- insane at the time. 
It's so hard because is mentally uh, unstable. What what's up with um this? Because you couldn't try them as adults, right? Right. Oh well, I don't uh, think so. I think they could. Twelve? Could you? I think they mm. could decide to if it was something that was. I know there was a minor that was really young that ended up getting charged as an adult in some sort of really horrific murder. And I can't remember any of the details now. But I think they can choose. They have the choice to charge you as an adult. But I mean, to do that to a 12-year-old is is crazy. You would think it would be more along the lines of like a 15-year-old or something. Which is the age but, they're at now. you know, stabbing someone but, to death is also crazy. So there's that. And... um Morgan Greer is it Greer. Yep. Morgan Greer. Weir. Uh, sorry. Weir. W e i e r. Weir. I thought it was G. No. Unless I'm looking at the wrong thing. I think that's the other girl's last name. Uh uh-uh. uh. Other girl is Morgan Geyser. Sorry. Yep. Morgan Geyser. Mm-hmm. And that's Anissa Weir. You combine the last names. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Oh. I think I was saying Greer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> I knew I was going to get that wrong. Morgan Kaiser. She was the one who was the mastermind behind it because she's the one who thought of um, this whole, we're going to kill her and sacrifice her because she's the one who introduced her friend into the Slender Man and put the idea out there that if we don't kill our friend to sacrifice to the slender man, then our families are going to be killed. Right. And of course you got this from what, what, what's that website called? Oh, it was, um, shoot. That one. Uh, uh scary website. pasta. Yeah. Uh, creepy pasta. Creepy, scary pasta. <laughs> well, <I'm> Same so- <laughs> thing. I mean, <laughs> creepy pasta, scary pasta, morbid <laughs> spaghetti. <laughs> scary ass pasta. That <laughs> I wonder what we'd find if we put that. I don't know. I'm actually curious. <laughs> Creepy pasta. So this was a movie though, right? The, no, um, this was well, this was actually was um, urban legend. a story, right? It was a story yeah, that someone it, created on the It was just a web- fictional story. It was like a short story. And then um I mean the stories on Creepy Pasta are, are really good. Like, you know, uh they go viral. Um he's a paranormal figure. Um you know, in this, in this, uh, in story, in story, um, that he's been in existence for centuries, covering a large geographical area. Uh, believers in the Slender Man tie his appearances uh, to many other legends around the world. Um, he, uh, the Slender Man, uh, who appears to be a male, uh, looks like a man with an extremely, with extremely long and slender arms and legs. He also appears to, uh, excuse me, sorry, uh, something just opened. And Porn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, he's uh, just extremely slender, tall, hangs out on the playground and creeps out the kids. And anyway, so it went viral and I, this girl had it in her mind that the slender man told her something. So to kill her she, friend. She uh, was died. Di- I can't talk today. Diagnosed with schizophrenia. So that was part of the reason why she wasn't um, sent to prison. But uh, like Casey said, do you care if I say? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So like Casey said, the 
um, girl, the other girl, last name, what? <laughs> Weir, 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 Weir. Yeah, Weir. Weir, Anissa Weir, she was sentenced to 25 um, years in a mental institution, right? Mm-hmm. And the other girl, Morgan, was sent for the maximum amount, which is 40 years. And uh, she's the one who, she's the one who has schizophrenia and she's the one who c- convinced um, her friend to take part in this and put it in her head. Yeah, she was the mastermind, as you say, which is funny because it's like, well, you you get double. What a weird thing to sentence. They had to yeah. be back there just racking their brains like, what the hell are we going to do? We're probably like, they probably wanted to send her away to prison, but at the same time, it's like, well, she's not, she is really not stable. It seems like she has mental issues. Her, It runs in her family because it was her her dad, I think it was, or her mom. I can't remember. We, when we did this, this story a long time ago, I think it was, you know, one of our earlier shows. Um. We talked about how she had that in the family with, yeah, one of her parents who spoke of how they had a mental illness as well. Do you remember that? Yeah. And, uh, but she just wasn't treated properly, I think is the problem. Or they didn't really understand the the grasp of how deep it was with her it must have been pretty severe because usually <clears throat> mental instabilities like that don't usually hit to your late teens early 20s and that's when they tend to like show themselves so that's crazy that she was 12 and you know that shit times crazy. too that small things can be overlooked and not everyone's going to display how they're feeling or the thoughts that they're thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times I think even kids will keep things to themselves. So right. I do believe that she she does have some kind of mental illness. But I'm glad I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they sentenced her for the full amount because she does need help. Yeah. Well, there is no, I think, help when you're that, you know, far gone. It's just, all right, you need to just be kept away from the rest of society so you don't harm anyone else. Well, and like, I'm sure someone, a psychiatrist or something is in the mental hospital and and will talk to her and maybe help, you know, uncrazy her. Some of her mental issues, at least. Yeah, because like making uh, her a little bit more stable than she was. I think it was the the, the um, prosecutor that said what we can't forget is that this was an attempted murder. Like we can't, yeah. you know, he heard from the four doctors who talked about how Geyser is making progress with her mental illness to various degrees. Um, but, you know, I mean, it is what it is, you know, it, it's balancing that out. So I don't know. I think, do you think they made the right call? Um, it's hard because I do believe they did. Um, I think if she was older, I would feel like it wasn't as good of a decision because I would feel like she needs some kind of time in in prison. But with her age, I don't know how I feel about that because she's so young and to do something like that and be that mentally ill. 
I just hope that she gets something out of her time at the mental institution. Right. That's all we can hope for. Um, You know, as bad as it seems, as long as we waited for this verdict, it was almost like, oh, oh, okay. You know, it's like waiting forever to hear a story that your friend was going to tell you. You finally hear it. And then it's like, that was it. I waited all day for that. So I waited three years for two now. What? Well, they were 12 at the time, so they're, they're 15 now. Yeah. Two 15-year-olds go to mental institutions for a couple decades. Well, I mean. This is probably a dumb question, but if she was an adult and she was tried and um, sent to prison, but she was mentally ill at the same time, do they have... Um, like criminally insane. Do they do they have like psychiatrists that show up at the prison and and no, no. like prison and jail? They don't have much for mental health. That's <clears throat> because I feel like that's by m- not that much. I mean, is, like they just don't have it. Yeah, because I feel like that's what they need. Because like, I feel like. I feel like a lot of people turn their lives around by going to prison because they see, you know, they don't want to be locked up for so long. And do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like the combination of things would just be the best outcome. But yeah, but if somebody is criminally insane, that means that there's not much hope for rehabilitation. Granted, you know, the aim of prison is to not really rehabilitate people because they don't really have a whole ton of pro- programs to achieve doing that. It's just something where you sit and rot until you finally get released. So I feel like that would actually put other people in danger who may one day get out and this crazy, okay, I should be more sense of this. But then again, she like stabbed a girl almost to death. So I, I don't really feel bad for her. Yeah. Granted that she's 12 and she has mental disorder I don't know. She should be in a criminally insane asylum, not just in some cushy, insane asylum. But the thing to me is that I feel everyone in in prison needs a psychiatrist because why are you doing these things that you're doing? You know? Right. And if we expect people to have a turnaround, no matter if they're released or they're not, don't you think that we need to start with these issues that they have that are making them do this? Yeah, I'm I'm sure that they do have case studies, but not for every individual person that goes to prison. I would get pretty pricey. Yeah, there's that. Unless there was like a ton of, and I mean, that is a lot of tax dollars going out there. So I guess for, you know, violent offenders as opposed to people that, you know, are in prison for like selling pot or whatever, probably need like a psychiatrist to figure out why they're violent or how the situation like escalated to what it did to put them in prison or whatever. Because I mean the whole, whatever the whole point of prison really is to get people off the streets and keep them away from the general population because we don't have the death penalty. You have to do something really severe to get that. Right. And Wisconsin was the first state to abolish the death penalty. And what you had said about uh, it's it's more of a means of keeping her away from people uh there's a quote from the judge saying that this is uh, a community safety issue that's why she's going away yeah absolutely she coaxed another girl and convinced her 
And I mean, I don't know the story of the other girl to uh, help her stab this girl to death and, you know, sacrifice her to Slender Man so that their families and whatever weren't harmed. I mean, you're pretty... You're pretty sick in the head, and I'm not being mean about that. That's mental illness. That's, you know, you're sick in the head. Like, that girl has issues, and allowing her to get out after something she did that was so horrific. And not to mention, I mean, not only... I mean, she ruined this girl's life. She has scars all over her body. If she didn't, I don't know what the damage was, but it sounds like she lived through it or else this wouldn't be attempted murder. It would be murder. Mm -hmm. So she has probably PTSD and all kinds of mental disorders because of what actually happened to her by the hand of this little girl, if you want to call her that. You know, granted, she was 12, but I mean, there's... There's plenty of twelve year olds out there that don't aren't running around stabbing people and trying to sacrifice them. Right. I'm just saying she's not your normal everyday run of the mill kid. Yeah, because it says that she survived after crawling out of the woods where a bicyclist found her and called nine one one. She was raised to the hospital where her mother <clears throat> said she saw her daughter was pale as a ghost and terrified. The surgeon who operated on her um, said that the knife had nearly penetrated her heart, but it missed it by less than a millimeter. Yeah, they were in the park bathroom and that's where they did this um and then they were just gonna go home after that <laughs> i like wonder their parents were gonna come pick them up just another night yeah. right like out. leave her for someone to find her bye i wonder if if the she crawled to this road and the sentencing would have been different had she died it would have because it would have been murder so when it goes from attempted to actual murder it's more severe yeah but what do you do with 12 year old girls that's a good question wouldn't you just do the same thing Uh, i mean i guess it depends on well yeah they gotta go away somewhere whether it be to you know a mental facility or a juvie and then you know get bumped over into adult jail well adult prison so i mean you would you could still get charged as minor i don't know how that works man i wish we had a lawyer in here right now (laughs) (laughs) but i mean this had to be hard for them too because i mean it took them three years to sentence these girls i think it would be harder with anissa because um the other one screams more out to me mental illness where anissa doesn't scream out to me as much because she the thing I see with her is that she was, they were both young, but when you're that young, you're impressionable. Not that you're going to go kill someone, but when you're mentally unstable friend that you don't really realize what mentally ill is at that time. And, and so that's not how you're viewing your friend, you know, is trying to convince you of something. Yeah. you. Have, why wouldn't you believe her? Yeah. So, but as far as her being mentally ill, I don't know what exactly was said in that courtroom or, the reasoning of uh, why they thought she was mentally ill, but it would be a little bit harder for me to believe about her. Honestly, like people try to claim insanity all the time to get out of doing hard time. Just say that they had an insane moment or, you know, a crime of passion or I don't know, whatever, but maybe, maybe that um, jury had, you know, sympathy for her because of her age. So they wanted to more believe the mentally ill 
I mean, statement instead of just sending, you know, sending her to. God, I would hate to be that jury with these kids too. Cause again, they are 12. And especially, you know, the other one, I mean, granted, she was a follower, but she, I guarantee she jabbed that knife in that girl more than once, you know? I think yeah. she's the one who acted it out, right? Cause the. Um, oh, wait, she stabbed her? Was, wasn't that the case because she was, the other girl was um, telling her what to do? I'm trying to remember. Because the other, the one girl was the leader. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to convince her friend of what to do as far yeah, as Yeah, because she told her, go ballistic, go crazy when she was stabbing her. Yeah, she was like Whoa. telling her what to do. Yeah, She was the leader. So she uh, had to actually do the act from what I remember of the story. Yep. You, okay, just to me, because I can't imagine like stabbing a person to death. You've got to be pretty crazy to like go at somebody like that with a knife and literally try to kill them. And stabbing somebody 19 times is definitely trying to kill them. You're not trying to hurt them or get them away from you or, you know, safety. I mean, I don't. They're. Wow. <laughs> that is so messed up. Sorry. I don't. I don't. It was like the girl was trying to get her to do the dirty work while she was like the one with the ideas. Which makes you wonder how out, quote, out of your mind were you? You know, obviously you didn't want to do the dirty work, but it seemed more logical for somebody else to do it. So obviously you knew this was wrong. So if anybody takes the fall for it, it's going to be her. Yeah, that, that's what I would think. No, because they tried to like they tried to kill her the one time and they chickened out, or I don't want to say chicken out, but they, <laughs> but they had sympathy and the, I think it was the girl who was supposed to do it, uh, Nissa. I'm trying to remember right now because it was so long ago, but, um, she was telling, um, Morgan was telling her that we needed to do this and doing it was a plan at. I think it was at someone's house. I can't remember, but she was saying how they were going to go about it and then they were supposed to do it. And then she didn't do it because, um, she had, had feelings and, uh, felt bad for the girl. And then they were saying, reciting how the slender man's going to come and get her, their family and we need to do this. So they just put it off for another day or so. I think it was the next day. Yeah. Well, because when, uh, Geyser's mom, uh, heard about the stabbing she didn't think it was that serious like maybe she like not that it wasn't that serious but she didn't realize she stabbed her 19 times and she thought maybe she got stabbed in the arm or something and just thought it was a, a game quote that went awry <laughs> and then to find out that your daughter like was really trying to murder someone right it's insane i'd be scared to be in the room with my daughter <laughs> yeah and then like, you just sit there and wonder like where did I go wrong? Like, what could I have done to prevent this? And, you yeah. know. And the mm-hmm. whole thing is just tragic for everybody. Because now two girls have lost their lives to mental institutions. And another girl has to just live with the memory of being stabbed 19 times. I'm sure she plays it over and over in her head every single day. Especially since this case was dragged out for three years. So by the time she's 55, she'll be, she won't have to go to a men's, or she'll be out of a mental institution. And yeah, I wonder if she, she'll be just up for parole then. I don't know. Or just out. Weird. 
I wonder how many cases there are where kids get put away and then they come out of prison or their institutions when they're older. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, and actually commit another crime. Yeah. I've just never heard of that happening, but I mean, it's, it's possible. So I don't know. Have you heard of that happening, Jess, where a kid gets put away and then later on in life when they're an adult, they get out and they have not been institutionalized. They have not been rehabilitated. No, every, uh, every single person that I have personally known that has gone to a juvenile correctional facility has and been there for a while has gone on to graduate to going to jail and then going to prison and the people that stay in prison for a long time that I've known them, which are four people off the top of my head after being in prison for a while, three of those four people were permanently institutionalized because you, you no longer understand how to function on the outside when you've been in prison for 10 years. You know what I'm saying? You get so used to, I guess, so wrapped up in a lifestyle and a comfort that once you get out, yeah. right. And I mean, it's easier. You can, you know, exactly where your bed is, um, you know, exactly where your meals are coming from, you know, exactly what your place is there. You have gotten to know the guards, so on and so forth. You've gotten to make friends that you know will look out for you. It's just like Brooks Hadley when he couldn't make it on the outside. I'm Shawshank seriously. Redemption. Um, what? I've seen an automobile once as a kid, but no, they're <laughs> I, everywhere. I got into trouble years ago, and a kid that I got into trouble with, he ended up going to prison because he's just a career criminal. That's just him. He's very violent. It's his lifestyle. And when he got out of prison, he called me crying, saying that he just wanted to go back. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know. It's so much more work to be out here. And, you know, now you have to go to school. But now you also have to do that with a felony and with a record. And nobody will hire you. Like, nobody. Yeah, that's, that's so, the bummer. It's so much harder. And granted, you know, you did that to yourself. But at the end of the day, it's like, all right, well, how do I get out of this and to the next level? So um, he ended up on purpose. He blew his parole and went back to prison because it was more comfortable he to him. He didn't know any different. Yeah, it was easier. It was easier. It was like the easiest route for him to go was to go back to prison because it was too hard for him to actually get anywhere, make it ahead out here. So I, me personally, I think for people who have become rehabilitated to the point where they're letting you out on parole, they think that you've reached a certain level of rehabilitation. There should be programs in place, and I don't know how that should be funded because I know nothing about government, but I believe that there should be different, I don't know, options out there so that people that go into the system don't continue to go back into it because they have no other choice than to turn to a life of crime because how else are they going to make money and pay their bills if nobody will hire them? Or just what you do landscaping and you can't really afford to get a place then anyway and then you can't work in the winter. I mean, they're very, very limited. So... And there are not many places out there that 
you know, we'll hire a felon, certainly not corporations. And I get it. So, I mean, even if they go on to take classes and go to college and work a landscaping job or whatever, or construction job, which is basically what you're going to go to if you're a male and you get out of prison because they'll hire you, then, you know, if you can take classes, like sort of what's the point? Because, you know, it doesn't matter. It's still on your record that you're a felon. Right. So who's going to hire you? So there isn't much hope for felons that get out, much less, you know, violent felons who have a history from when they were kids. Mm-hmm. And in or out, you'll always be paying for it. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. So that one's it tough. Is. So on our 42nd anniversary of this show, mm. when she gets out, <laughs> I'm going to play uh, the video um, when she... Uh, when the second girl obviously uh, was, uh, gosh, I keep getting them mixed up. Is it Geyser or Weir that you got sentenced to 40 years? Uh, it was Morgan uh, Geyser. All right. Okay. So she was the one that was like, stab her here, stab her here. Go bullet And pick. then yeah. Weir was the one that was like, stabby, stabby, Morgan's stabby. Morgan's the one who was schizophrenic and was the one who originally introduced Slender Man to Anissa. So she, and she was the mastermind behind the whole thing. Wow. Okay. I've got a commercial. Sorry. That's okay. Damn you, YouTube. About some <laughs> award show. What? I thought we were all done with that. I know. Come on. Celebrity Big Brother. <laughs> God, shut up. Well, we have to keep in mind the age of the parties when it happened and the age of the parties today. You can't forget what actually occurred. It wasn't just a murder case. It was a murder case that was planned over a period of months. It was a premeditated murder. All of the circumstances of the case, and in particular the nature of the offense, the need for Ms. Geyser to be successful, the need for the community to be safe and to be successful. I'm satisfied that the... Uh, that that there is sufficient evidence to find that, that Ms. Geyser is a risk and that she's a risk of exercising dangerous conduct, that uh, she poses a significant risk of bodily harm to herself, others, or to property. Now, I say that recognizing all the good things that she's done and the good things that she's doing with her treatment regimen. When I put it all together, the uh, the 40-year commitment appears reasonable and fair, taking into account the unique circumstances of this case. So I'm going to order that the commitment be uh, for 40 years. It's a long time, and when I, if you, when I think and reflect on it, 40 years to a 15-year-old, what a long time that is. With that, we have the appeal rights form filed. With that, then I'll recess the hearing. Thank you. Good luck. Good luck to everybody. Yeah, that wasn't easy. You know, I do not envy that judge or that jury at all. What a bummer. Or that prosecutor, for that matter, because... Is that my phone? Yeah. Yeah. You're the one going back and forth trying to figure out, like, okay, let's argue the, you know... The defense attorneys are saying, hey, they're kids, let's give them less. The parents are crying, writing letters to the judge and the judge, too, and whatever, and you have to deal with that, but... 
you know, you're sentencing a 15 year old to 40 years in prison, but she also brutally stabbed somebody. Not only did she just, it wasn't some sort of crime of passion or, you know, temporary and sandy thing. She premeditated it. They planned it over a course of months. Like he just said, like you said, they attempted to do it before that. You can't feel that bad, you know? Right. They attempted to do it. Well, she, whatever, they attempted to do it before then too and just didn't succeed. Correct. Um, they they didn't follow through because they had a moment of weakness where they the one girl I think I think it was the one the one that was gonna carry it out and was being instructed she had sympathy for the girl that they were going to kill and then I think it was Morgan who said we gotta do this we gotta follow through because our family's going to die if we don't sacrifice you know our friend and it was it's weird because. You can also tell, I think it was Morgan that was like this afterward. You can also tell that she was mentally ill because she didn't understand that they weren't friends anymore after she attempted to murder her. She's like, what do you mean you don't want to be friends? Well, she's like, I had to stab you. Yeah, she's pretty much like, what do you mean we can't hang out anymore? Wow. Okay, so. To her mom. What do you mean? Wow. Yeah, she's batshit crazy. Like, <laughs> like she thought it was fine. Like, well, you know, I had to do this for a purpose. But I mean, since you're alive, still, why can't we hang out? No, that's that's like <laughs> cool? pretty much how she acted. Cool? Though. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, yeah, that's I how mean, you yeah, know she's not mentally we're, stable. We're friends, but it was I, I had to sacrifice you but because I mean, it would have been my family. Okay, but can you? Ca- okay, so this is what confused me. Why am I me. laughing? Can you? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like it's because crazy. It's, it's you weird. can't believe it's, it's real <laughs> because that's how normal people are. Yeah, right. That's how you know that she's mentally or unstable. even like semi normal. You know what I'm saying? Like you've got to be eight shades of crazy to be like, mm, I know I stabbed you 19 times. I still don't get why you won't call me back, though. What's the problem? Because her mom was interviewed and her mom was like crying and saying, should I she say felt sorry bad. or something? Right. Sorry. Well, her mom was, you know, crying, saying my daughter doesn't even understand like the severity of it she's just like well well, why can't we go you know why can't I go and hang out there she's like you know this is a serious thing that happened and you will never see that friend again honey you tried to kill her and normally when you try to kill people they don't want to go hang out and grab milkshakes anymore (laughs) so wow okay so I probably shouldn't be making light of it that bad I'm sorry you guys but also okay so if she's some sort of sociopath which I mean doesn't sound like she's a sociopath but how can she be a sociopath if one she felt bad the first time but then two she cared enough about her family to try and save them by killing this girl are they just basically saying she was delusional so she was living out these delusions because she thought that that was what was going to save her family because if you're a sociopath you don't feel you're not capable of feeling empathy right you're incapable of it so you don't feel bad when you hurt someone's feelings when you stab somebody you don't feel bad when you you know you don't feel bad about anything Unless something bothers you and then you get angry about it. But when it comes to others' feelings, they don't matter. So why would she care about her family if she was a sociopath? A sociopath is someone who, from what I understand right, is someone who kind of uses other people, but they don't really understand. They don't really understand because, like you said, that they don't have the normal sense of, well, your feelings and this is, you know, 
but they use them and they kind of prey off them. But you know, she was like delusional. Is that, is that right? what he would? So I've heard sociopaths described so many times. So, but I, I all I know is that I know that they lack empathy, um, and they believe their own lies. Yeah, like they can convince themselves that something didn't did or did not happen. Um. So, oh, it's uh, yeah. I mean, while while we're on the subject, I mean, how to spot a sociopath. Uh, This is according to Psychology Today. Uh, They have superficial charm and good intelligence, absence of delusions and other signs of irrational thinking, absence of nervousness or neurotic manifestations, unreliability, untruthfulness, insincerity, lack of remorse and shame, inadequately motivated antisocial behavior, poor judgment and failure to learn by experience, Pathological egocentricity and incapacity for love. Uh, general poverty in uh, in major affective uh, reactions. Um, effect, yeah, uh, specific loss of insight, unresponsiveness in general to personal relations. Suicide fre- threats rarely carried out. Sex life and personal trivial and poorly integrated. Uh, failure to follow any life plan. Hmm. So then she wasn't uh, a psychopath as much as she really was, like a schizophrenic. So she was actually delusional. She thought this was really, really real. She was trying really hard to save her family. And I always thought that a schizophrenic was somebody who jumped like from one personality to another. I think. Oh, okay. That would be schizophrenia. Is it James? Okay, isn't it? So then what would she be? I don't know. Hello? Hey. Hey James, so, do you have hey, some insight? Um, we're talking about uh, Slender Man, and I don't know if you've ever heard of um, the two girls that were involved in the stabbing of um, their friend over. The I st- did hear about that. Okay, so we were just talking about um, yeah. what they were charged with, and I don't know if you're up to date with that either. Are you? I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Um, the one girl was charged 25 years in mental institution while the other girl was charged 40 years. Um, so then we started talking about sociopath versus like schizophrenia and such and, and what's the difference. And um, uh, because the girl who was leading this whole thing, who was the one who came up with the idea behind the slender man telling her that she needed to kill her friend to sacrifice. They say that she has schizophrenia. So I was going to say, um, so Jess was talking about, uh, um, well, when you're a schizophrenic, like, don't you have different personalities? Like, have you guys seen the U S of Tara, U S of Tara or whatever on Showtime? She has like five different personalities and like jumps into all of them or whatever. Yeah. I've, I've never seen that, but the only thing I thought of when I thought about schizophrenia is, how with her she was saying that she heard these voices that were telling her and she thought it was slender man yeah and so with schizophrenia i was thinking well that's the difference too with with sociopaths and with schizophrenia is that sociopaths are not really supposed to hear voices they don't hear people telling them to do these things they just don't feel any remorse for what they're doing right and to them they're like well i don't know they're just they 
go and hurt people's emotions, feelings, but they don't really get it. Right. And it wouldn't have been, it, it seems, uh, <clears throat> in this girl's case anyway, kind of now the girl who, uh, okay. So just to make sure I understand the situation correctly. One girl convinced Morgan's the, the one other girl that, to do that. Yeah. Morgan's the one who is the leader who's, uh, hearing the voices in her head from supposedly sl- slender man, uh, to commit this murder, to sacrifice this girl for her, f- so that her family wouldn't be killed. Because she said Slenderman was telling her to do these things. So her other friend, uh, Anissa, was the one who she convinced to actually do the, try to commit the the killing, but, you know, it didn't actually kill her, but tempted to kill her. And uh, they were both 12 at the time. So, um, what, I can't remember the girl's name that was actually attacked. Oh, I don't recall it. But so the question is um, whether the girl who actually did the stabbing is schizophrenic, schizophrenic versus they, sociopathic, or is it about the girl she, who was hearing the voices? The girl um, who no. was hearing the voice, right? Yeah, and Peyton was the name of the victim. Oh okay. oh, okay. Yeah, it was the the girl who was hearing the voices. Her name's Morgan, and she's the one who is diagnosed as uh, schizophrenic. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Morgan had been given the 40 years, which is the highest amount that someone can receive in a mental institution. And her friend that she convinced to do the stabbing got 25 years in the mental institution. Yeah, she was telling Anissa, like, if we don't kill this chick, Slender Man says he's going to kill my family. So they were at a park, comes at her, you know, Morgan does with this knife to carry out what Anissa said because like Holly said how was she to know like she felt bad for her because how was she to know that her friend would lie to her like she had probably never had up until that point you know and she didn't even know she was lying she was convinced that yes Slender Man's gonna come and kill my whole family if we don't do this so here here's the knife and you're gonna do this and you're gonna save my family and as she's stabbing her she's saying go ballistic go crazy stabbed her 19 times just barely missing her heart and she crawled out to the road and a biker saw her or cyclist wow yeah crazy so i think the question was posed of was it basically what fair to give them the sentences that they were as opposed to going to prison for life, right? Is that what we started out with? Or maybe not life, but going to prison and charged as adults. They were going to be charged for attempted murder, but pled insanity. Yeah, um, that's, that's I don't know if they were going to be charged the full extent as adults or what, if it was juvenile I think that was the smartest call, though, pleading insanity. I mean, for their sakes. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious, yeah. though, for Anessa, what her, you know, diagnosis, air quotes, diagnosis what do you think about was? 20 years isn't that long. 25 years is a really long time. I mean, it goes by quick because we're out here, like, doing stuff or whatever. Right. When you're just medicated and you're surrounded by people that are, like, all day. Like. I just imagine one flew over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> 
don't oh, know if that makes you more back. crazy or what. I don't know. Maybe right. they're just so like hopped up on meds and like sedated. They're just like mm, one day it just melts into the next, and like who cares? Probably actually does go back. Quick. Do they <laughs> do they ever get to leave for a couple days or anything? Under supervision, why is thing going for spree? I, no, I mean, I mean, for like holidays or anything. I don't know because I was trying to even look up where they're going to, but I'm sure it's under like it's confidential, you know, and they wouldn't say in any article where they were going. I just, I'm just curious because because you think too, is it another state? Probably. I mean, they're minors, so they still want to protect them from the public, right? Especially. One, because they're minors, and two, because they're both, quote, mentally incapacitated. But, I mean, what about this girl that got stabbed? Like, does she feel like this is justice for what happened to her and all the trauma that she's sustained since then? I mean, does she have any, you know, besides, which is awful to have at 15 years old, scars of stab wound scars all over your entire body. Yeah, she'll have them for the rest of her life. Every, I'm, I swear, she probably looks at that every day. Right. And thinks about that. How? She probably horrific. sits there and wonders, like, why did I keep crawling? Like, why, why didn't I just let myself die? For what? So I can look like this? I mean, we're females and we're humans and we're so very critical of ourselves in general you know if we get a zit or you know anything like that so can you imagine having your whole entire body scarred up like that because two batshit girls that were your friends decided that they wanted to go stab happy on you because slender man was about to kill their families and you're just like i thought we were making marshmallows and right. having some s'mores and then now you're traumatized for the rest of your life and Lord knows if she's ever going to feel comfortable getting naked in front of a man or because, I mean, her body has just been traumatized so much and there really isn't enough skin grafts in the world to get rid of 19 stab wounds. If you're saying in the chest, that means that they stabbed her in the boobs. So that's going to be there forever. You know, can you even wear a low cut shirt? Right. And well, how yeah. many counselors are you going to see for PTSD and how depressed are you? And I mean, this girl's got to be going through hell still. Well, the girl was in and a, rehabilitation. She was, um, Peyton was, they took a picture of her, um, you know, in, in shorts and in, in a tank top. And, uh, and this is post all of that. Like we're talking like months and months later. Wow. And they said, um, even like you had to choose to click on the image because it was graphic. Jesus. That poor thing. I, she looks like a stitched up rag doll if she did in that photo. See, things like that make me want to be like, you know what? Throw them under the prison, charge them as adults, and take away everything for them ever. Because and the lines get a little blurred, right? Because you know you you yeah. think of okay, what's fair to these kids? They were twelve. Everyone's gullible and does stupid things at twelve. Not that stupid for most of us, but you know we believe dumb things when we're twelve. We yeah. do dumb things when we're twelve, and you start to sympathize for them. And suddenly mm-hmm. you remember, oh, that's right, this girl is going to be screwed up for life. And then right. the the anger comes rushing back, and you just don't. And to be fair, I I really wouldn't have felt bad if those girls did end up in jail for doing that. Or if, you okay. know, if their punishment was worse, I mean, yeah, we want to treat them. But I, I think um, 
you know, the victim first, you know, if you want to be humane to the people who committed the crime because of extenuating circumstances, fine. But I would also, and I'm not trying to sound unsympathetic here, but I would make an argument, okay, you were mentally ill and you weren't making proper decisions at the time. Fair enough. Your mental illness will prevent you from experiencing the full extent of suffering the jail would bring you. So we're going to send you there. You know, it starts to sound like an excuse after a while. I think is what I'm getting at. And it's not that, I mean, like I said, there were 12. I get it. We all do dumb shit. If only they could have been around for the Tide Pod Challenge, you would have done that instead and it would have taken care of itself. <laughs> I, I call yeah. that natural selection. Man man thank you. Same here. Tide Pods. <laughs> Someone called me a psychopath last week because I was like, well, I mean, dumb people are taking themselves out. I'm fine with that. Like, Hell it is yeah, what that's it is. exactly what I and said. They were like, these I'm are s- kids. And I'm like, really? Because I was a kid and I was never dumb enough to sit there and eat laundry <laughs> detergent. Like, right. I'm just We just saying. ate glue like normal people. Right. Yeah, Good <laughs> old Elmer's, you know. man. Take, um, what was that? <laughs> Me and my sister, like, when we were 12, we took those, like, mini thins. We didn't take the whole fucking bottle, you know. We took a few and then we we're like, ooh. Our head feels fuzzy. Play with my hair. What are mini thins? They were like, um, are those weight loss. Things? These, yeah, they were like these diet gas station. We didn't get them for like diet. We got them to like, you know, get a caffeine buzz high off How of them. Old are you? Oh, I we were like twelve, those. so we took like. Do you remember, remember those? those? Yeah, so we took like seven or eight of them. Jeez. Oh and we my just god! Sat there and like rubbed Jeez. one another's heads all day because everything <laughs> was all buzzy because we were all caffeine cracked out. Like, you we know? lost a lot of weight. <laughs> Uh, We were never hungry. No, we weren't like mini thin addicts. I'm just saying we like did it to like catch a buzz one day because we didn't have weed. And we're like, oh, these are like three bucks. Let's get those. So Um, we we were 13 because I didn't start smoking. The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect. Yeah, don't do that, by the way, because God only knows what's put in that shit now. And you'll. You know. I mean, don't do that anyway. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Even also, don't then. do that. <laughs> but, but at least at 12, I was smart enough to like, so this was definitely when we were 13, because at 12, I would not smoke weed. I would not like taint my body with drugs. So, yeah, you know, know, you say what you want about 12 year olds being talked into things, but every single person for the, well, okay, not every single person, but. 85% of the people that I hung around at that age were smoking weed and I didn't smoke weed. And just because they're smoking weed doesn't mean I was going to smoke weed. If you're going to go murder somebody, doesn't mean I'm going to jump in on the murder. Like, let me get on into this. I was saying, you know? when I was around that age, someone tried to get me to steal from a gas station, like mm-hmm. kids who were like a couple years older than me. Go in there and steal the candy. Like they would use me <laughs> trying to think, well, you're younger and yeah. more impressionable. Yeah. We'll use you to go in there. You look innocent. They won't and, ever think you stole anything. Yeah. But I was a good kid and I'm like, no, that, that seems bad. <laughs> See? I can't do that. Because you about, have a moral compass. It's all about the motivation behind so, it too. Intention is everything. Yeah. You intend to hurt somebody, that's fucked up. So yeah. this has me like going down a little bit of a loophole with uh, mental illness and it's really what is schizophrenia because we we're just talking about it and I feel like you know all of us know a little bit about it but we don't know that much about it and as far as mental illness goes what causes mental illness usually you know most of the time it's a chemical imbalance in the brain whatever chemicals that that is for whatever disease and I think 90% of it is no one exactly knows <laughs> so Schizophrenia, according to the internet, uh, which is, you know, is always a reliable source, but (laughs) 
says the definition is as far as what causes schizophrenia it says it's not known but certain things can increase um the triggering it and of course having a family history of it but increased immune system activation such as from inflammation or autoimmune diseases really hmm. wild yeah so if you got the hiv you're a schizo I don't know. That's the first like autoimmune that jumped in my head. So that's what's wrong with me. Wait, you got bigger problems if you got HIV. I know, right? I okay. For the record, I do not have HIV. No, Oh my god, that made me smart. But I did not know that. Um, I did not either. I thought it was just something that was hereditary. Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. Um, so I find that really interesting. Because there is such a thing and... as multiple personality disorder, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, or do they call it schizophrenia? Well, it says right, it's schizophrenia that, that you can have delusions, um, you know, and the voices, like I said, uh, confusion. But I feel like a lot of these mental illnesses sound the same. But like yeah. to you become very a different person, and I feel like that's, that's what I thought schizophrenic was. What was that? But do you become a different person? That's why I thought schizophrenic was. As so far like as we're I saw, talking, we're looking at Casey right now. You know, in ten minutes, should be she could be like Caleb or something. Oh shit! Like, walk He's around sexy. with a pimp walk. You better watch out. <laughs> like all my bitches. Because it's, it's, as far as like, <laughs> I'm gonna grab your boob, but it's okay because I'm Caleb. <laughs> um. As far as what the medical diagnosis of it is that schizophrenia is characterized by thoughts or experiences that seem out of touch with the reality, just that organized speech or behavior and decreased participation in daily activities. It's a difficulty with concentration. Memory may, may also be present. It's called demon possession. Um, <laughs> let's call it what it is. <laughs> but I was, Not today, oh, Satan. Well, actually, Not that's, today. That's exactly what I was about to get into, though. It's the, so as far as... Um, because, you know, our theme of the show, and I was trying to see how this would relate into it. And the thing is that a lot of times they take things and they're like, well, this is this or that. And we really don't know much about mental illness, even to this day. And so I feel most of the time we're just guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the things are chemical imbalance. Yeah. We're just going to keep saying chemical imbalance. Well, yeah. of course, you know, keep pushing prescription drugs to try to fix it. And right. Well, that's always like they don't. That's always. Uh, it's always therapy and drugs, and that's how we we deal with mental illness. Um, and the thing is, if you don't know the precise cause, I mean, I get it. I mean, we got to do something. We have to do something about it. But if if there's so much that they don't know yet, if you know psychiatry, neuroscience, you know psychology, whatever, hasn't been advanced enough <clears throat> for them to actually have like a root cause, then you know it, it's it just seems like all the treatment options are very imprecise. And if I could say this too, you know how I think it was you who mentioned that they all sort of sound the same after a while. Mm-hmm. You notice how they usually seem to come in a package deal too. I mean, was the last time you heard about a schizophrenic who wasn't paranoid? Or when was the last right. time you heard about someone who was depressed who didn't have anxiety too? Right. It's like, you know, if you go in to get checked out for something, they'll give you quite a few things to worry about and treatment options that may or may not help or my personal favorite antidepressants that give you suicidal thoughts. Right. Exactly. And I'm not going on an anti-pharma rant here, but the thing is, if you don't know, 
exactly what it is you're treating, then, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be terribly confident in the treatment that they're pushing. Well, in some whatever way, it may be. I mean, therapy can't possibly hurt, but everything else, it's kind of, you know, you're just, yeah. just throwing things at it and hoping that they stick. I'm, oh, yeah. And that and so many people are misdiagnosed. There's uh, people that had um, borderline personality disorder and narcissistic personality disorder were misdiagnosed as bipolar disorder for years and years and years. And I personally know somebody who was misdiagnosed for years as bipolar and nothing, no treatment worked for them. And then they ended up committing themselves in North Carolina. They went and saw a fantastic um, psychiatrist, psychologist as well. And they ended up being correctly diagnosed, which was borderline personality disorder. So some of these mental illnesses share like a lot of the same traits, which I guess would be really confusing to somebody that wasn't really that experienced or well-educated on these, which you would think that you would have to be well-educated to get your license, right? Um, I would hope. Not. <laughs> I mean, uh, they apparently have enough to get their license, but... At the same point, if you're running around misdiagnosing people, that's that's very dangerous because then you're just giving drugs to somebody that is not even treating the root problem. You don't have them in counseling, et cetera, et cetera. So there's still so much we don't know about the brain that I even yeah. feel that way about neurological disorders. Like, you know, I mean, I can say this because I've been diagnosed, but, you know, with multiple sclerosis, it's like it's such a wastebasket diagnosis. If they don't know what it is. They're probably going to tell you you have MS. Um, the other thing I was right. going to say, too, is that <clears throat> my friend was saying, we were talking about um, ADHD, and she's like, oh, you can you can actually go to the doctor and get tested for that. And I'm like, well, how would you get tested? You can? She told me you can, unless she's wrong, but she says that she got tested for it, and she said it, it's it's something with the brain, and it's the chemicals with the brain. And... I'm like really intrigued by that and wish I could talk to a doctor and see because how what are the readings of that versus other mental illnesses? And you're talking about chemical imbalances and how how is that from a different thing? There's got to be some chemical that spikes in a blood test or in your blood when it comes to what? ADHD that they're actually able to test for that because that wouldn't make sense to me in any other way. You know, it's interesting. Is it some sort of scan or something? Maybe they could figure it out that way. She but said yeah, it was a like, blood if, test. If there's, it okay. is a blood test. So then it's got to be a is. chemical that spikes when you have ADHD. So I wonder what that chemical is. I feel like you guys should have a show where you just like sit here and grill like a psychologist, psychiatrist. <laughs> Anybody, oh, we just need it. one to have their own podcast on here. <laughs> right. I Let's got a psychologist for you, child psychologist. Yeah. She's not a psychologist. I psychiatrist. You know, I have I uh, have a person. I have um, a sex psychologist uh, for a uh, client, and which of course sex soon, psychologist. Yeah, as soon as Holy I found shit, out, that's I was like, "So you mind if I ask you some questions?" Which was great because she's a talker, so she's like, "Yeah, fire away." I always get questions and stuff. Well, she was actually talking about ADHD. Hmm. She has it, and. It's weird because we always think of it, and Holly just made me think of it, as something that kids get diagnosed with, the hyperactive kids. Hyper, like trying to climb the walls. and Right. Well, she yeah. was a chain smoker. Really bad. 
And she said, I didn't like understand why I chain smoke so much or why this was a habit for me until I was psychoanalyzed and um i don't know if if she had undergone a blood test or what but when i was diagnosed with adhd it made me understand so much about myself and it just really shifted my perspective Mm. and actually helped her to because when you understand something then you can fix the problem right right you understand how it all adds up Mm -hmm. um so she's no longer a, a chain smoker nor a smoker um but it doesn't mean like she's cured oh i you know I found I have ADHD, so I'm cured. But you know, she you know she goes and she gets you know her 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 quarterly, I guess you know checkups as you would call them. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, which is weird. Like it's just Holly just made me think of that. That we always think about kids with it, but what about adults? Well, sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no, I was done. I was looking into it because I'm like. I have a really hard time focusing sometimes and I get really distracted. It's really hard for me to study. It was really hard for me to study when I was in school. And I remember when I was a kid, um, I I was tested because, not for ADHD, I, I feel like, because I had a really hard time focusing in class. So um, I think sometimes they misdiagnose things and they think that you're slow because you, you're, you drift off. Mm-hmm. So I was tested and and it came back normal as far as my testing abilities. But they never test me for ADHD. And sometimes I wonder, like, is it just me? I really just can't focus because I just can't focus. I'm not into something. Or is it because, you know, of other issues? So I was wondering how they tested for ADHD. And then my friend said, oh, they do a blood test. And I didn't realize that. I thought it was just the symptoms, basing it off symptoms. Mm -hmm. Um, So then I looked it up on the internet, not for the testing, but for symptoms related to ADHD. Like what are the symptoms of ADHD besides like being hyperactive or not being able to focus? And it said that if you have ADHD, it can cause other issues like anxiety um, and, you know, other things that are related to that, Uh, which makes sense. So it can cause these other issues to occur, just like we're talking about with the, like we were talking about with the symptoms of, I'm not comparing schizophrenia to ADHD or anything like that, but I'm comparing like how if you have one thing, like James said, you're going to have other issues. Mm-hmm. Right. If um, you have anxiety, depression is normally going to come along with that if it goes untreated, or it may just come along with that in general because you're and if it is a chemical imbalance, it wouldn't surprise me having depression too and having all these other issues. If you're right. if you're schizophrenic or if you're ADHD or whatever other things are going on with whatever imbalance that you're having, uh, of course that's going to co- cause other issues in the body mm-hmm. to occur. But I find it really interesting. Like, how do you break this down? How do you decide what imbalances what thing? What determines that from this you know right right well they say that there are markers it's caused like they can send they can look for uh, a deficiency of norepinephrine um which is of course dopa or dopamine and they can test that through extensive analysis of spinal fluid blood and urine um but even that that doesn't automatically mean oh you've got adhd 
You can have a deficiency of that and has have depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then the other thing I was going to um, talk about too is what Casey brought up. Is I find it interesting. Um, you were you were like, oh, uh, evil or the devil or whatever with oh, yeah. mental illness and hallelujah. I mean, we don't know what it is. I wonder if there is a lot of people who are like, that's the devil and we need to exercise it out of them. Just oh, like, in church? Oh, God, yeah. Well, remember the film. I'll go ahead and jump in on that one. The film, like, The Exorcist? Yeah. When he says, you know, she, she Dude. last resort, she was going to him and saying, hey, my, my, we've tried everything. My, my daughter needs an exorcism. And he kept refusing. He's saying, well, things are different now. Now we know about mental illness. Now we know about this, that, and the other thing. And she's like, no, you don't understand. Like, What was it called when I went to church? This was back when I was like um, 16. I went to church like three times a week. And it was to like an evangelical, you know, tongue-speaking church. And we would have, I don't think they were called conventions. I can't think of what. Revivals? Yeah. Was it Pentecostal? Yeah. And people were like, you know, speaking tongues and trying to talk the demons out of people. Right. So they're like, you know. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway, they were trying to like talk the demons out of people. So it was like, by the faith of God and Jesus you are loose to this demon. You know what I'm saying? And right. then people are like sitting there screaming. I'm like, that's just like a big, weird production. So I went to like a couple of them, but I couldn't like do it anymore. Cause I'm just like, all right, I can't, I don't know. It just looked like acting from everybody to me. And maybe there was one or two people in there that maybe got prayed over that, you know, maybe got, you know, Loosed of a demon or whatever. See, but weird, I, I grew up in churches like that, mm-hmm. and um, so as as someone in the church, I can tell you that the people around me had no reason to act. You know, it's not like it was being filmed. Uh, but at the same time, there you are... act for fellow churchgoers. That's the thing in my mind, and there are some people that look like they were in bliss afterward and honestly like after that convention i felt like i was in bliss because i don't know it's like a high i guess well the the best thing i can describe that the pentecostal faith is based on uh the anointing of the holy spirit which we celebrate the day of pentecost where the holy spirit descended upon the apostles Mm -hmm. and that's what it felt like Mm -hmm. to, to them um but but it's it's one of those things where again is it takes one asshole to ruin everything for everybody else. Like let's let's talk about faith healers like Benny Hinn, who are you know scam artists, and then you've got people that might are be legit. legit. Right, there are people out there that are legit, but like because my grandmother was one of those people, you know. What was what was that guy's name? It wasn't like around like Joyce Meyer time when she was super, super popular. I loved her. Like I watch her every Sunday. Joe Olstein? No, not him. But he was oh, so like it was around that time. Was it was it Jim Baker? No, not Jim no. Baker. It could have been. Uh, he did. Oh, oh. He was like a big healer. Like that was his thing. People would like walk, go up. It wasn't to Peter his... Popoff, was it? It wasn't Benny Hinn. 
It probably was Benny Hinn. Oh, yeah, it was definitely Benny Hinn. Hinn, He was like the healer man. So everybody came up to a sage and. Yeah, he was like an Indian guy. Yeah, by. Yeah. Yeah. And. mm, But. I don't know. But there are. I mean, there are very strange things that I can't explain that have happened in churches and amongst small groups of people that actually believed that. I don't know, happened that really can't be explained besides just God. But then also you get into a big convention like that and it's just, I feel like it's a lot of acting. That's what I saw anyway. But Um, there are, I feel like, real healers. Sorry. No, no, sorry. I interrupted you. Um, But personally, do you guys feel, and you too, James, do you feel Mm -hmm. when there is someone who is mentally ill very very unstable hears voices hears voices hears evil things telling them to do things do you feel like that is a mental illness or do you feel like that is something an evil spirit trying to get a hold of them because there are people who believe that's evil spirits there are people who believe that's mental illness do you personally believe this is mental illness or do you believe that it could be a spirit or do you feel like it's different when in per case i would have to look at a case by case i mean i i would i could never because the thing is no matter what no matter what it actually is anyone who says they're hearing voices we have to take them at their word that they're actually hearing voices and it's not an excuse. And I don't doubt that people actually do hear them, uh, whether or not it's an illusion or, I mean, to be honest, you know, me being me, I would probably lean more towards people being like suffering from some kind of delusion. If, if they said they were hearing voices telling them to do something. Um, and it, it's so hard to know. I, I don't know if I call that a mental illness necessarily, I, I would say that something's definitely not right, but I don't know because as far as I can tell, the only mental illness that's really associated with that is schizophrenia that I know of. And it's complicated, but I would lean I would consider mental illness to be the more um in my mind at least realistic explanation for people hearing voices. Do people I guess with that's my take multiple on it. personality um disorder did they hear voices or is it just like a switch like a switch I of personality a like, switch. you said multiple personality disorder right i yeah. think that's just a switch well maybe they hear voices but they hear like them uh, their other selves like trying to come in or whatever and then maybe mm. that person or do they feel over. like I don't do they know. feel one way like now a certain way and then they act like that person and then they feel a different way another time where they act like someone else or is it actually voices I telling would, them like, or, or it's a lot more rare. I can tell you that. Yeah. I would feel like if technically I would think that multiple personalities would have to be like, like they actually lose control of themselves and it is like a completely different personality. Cause if not, then they just have a bunch of voices in their head that are giving them bad advice. Right. <laughs> what and was I feel that? Like that wouldn't um, exactly be. What was that? I, like, I, I, I think that's a good distinction to make. And I, I, I can't help but think that because it is like literally a multiple personality thing that it would just be like, I guess the question is, you know, when a person is acting under multiple personalities, do they remember it or not? There was that movie that was a different personality. Yeah. There was a movie well, Fight that Club kind of touched on that. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Have you guys seen Mr. Robot? No. 
Oh my God, that's a good show. I was talking about the other movie that really is it's would hit this too is um that by that one uh, director who directed Signs and M Night Shyamalan. Yes, M Night Shyamalan. He just had that movie out a couple years ago. Oh, that's right. Where he had those uh, that that, man who abducted. Yeah, yeah. And I I haven't seen that. Okay, I don't want to spoil it for you then, but you need to watch it. <laughs> oh, that the guy that went to counseling and stuff yeah. and went, okay. It was good Yeah, you movie. need to watch that and then watch we talk it. about it. Because <laughs> I don't want to ruin it. I you. promise you it doesn't suck. It's really good. Yeah, I heard I heard a lot of good things. There's also an old film from the 50s called The Faces of Eve, and it was based on like a true... One of the first uh, recorded um, accounts of personality disorder. When they first, well, I guess well, think when about, they first actually put a name to it, right? Right. Well, think about the Boston so, Strangler. You know, know. that that was a big thing where he didn't even remember strangling these people. Oh, he like, oh, he straight up blacked out. See, okay, so that's what I imagine schizophrenia to be is when you completely black out because you switch over to this different personality, right? Right. So, again, but, there's a show, U.S. of Terror or whatever, on Showtime that I'm like, oh, that's what a schizophrenic's like. So she would completely black out and she would become this, like, 16-year-old girl, like, different name, different person and dress like a hoochie and try to bang, you know, the actual character personality is husband. And then she would like turn into this like hillbilly dude and she'd be trying to go out and bang a bunch of dude or chicks or whatever, you know, as this hillbilly dude, like there's like different outfits and stuff. So that's what I think of when I think of schizophrenia is somebody that, you know, blacks out and like goes into this other personality and it's not, you know, it's just something that randomly just happens because they're like a switch. Yeah. And then someone else was telling me just recently, cause we were talking about how many people who have mental illnesses and it pop, it's been popping up so much. And I don't know if it's just because everyone feels more safe to talk about mental illness now and can say, Hey, I have this issue. Or if it's just because everyone thinks that they have a mental issue, no matter if you do, you don't. But the topic comes up, is mental illness really getting that bad because there really is mental illness or because everybody is using mental illness as an excuse for so you think their it's issues over, in over, life? Overdiagnosed for pharmacy? I guarantee, well, I guarantee you some people, not even necessarily for that, I just guarantee yeah. you that there's a lot of, and I, I do take, I mean, every time somebody tells me something like that, I take it seriously. Right. At least at first. And, and I'm but not talking. If someone's basically. Hmm? Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I was going to say. No, I, I keep interrupting people. Sorry. <laughs> I was just saying, I'm oh, not even talking about just like voices. I'm just talking about bipolar. Like, I'm bipolar because, you know. Well, mental A lot of people are self diagnosing too. Yeah. Like, oh, did you see somebody? Well, no, I match all the symptoms. Don't web MD mm. your shit. Well, right. yeah. And if you just had a mood swing and you have mood swings, you don't like have bipolar disorder okay and again i'm not a doctor but you know that's not something that like switches every five minutes or something so because this person was like do you not want to get to bed because you're bipolar or do you not want to get to bed because life was a little hard that day and you feel sympathy (laughs) for yourself you know like Uh, and he made a good point because 
Not everyone is mentally ill. Yeah. But we do want to run sometimes and be like, I can't deal with life because I don't want to deal with it today. Just being human. Like, we're so busy now. And everyone's scared to be human. That's another thing, too. Yeah. It's like, no, that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It means you're a human being. It's okay to feel things, man. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be bummed out for no reason. You know? It's okay not to be a sociopath. (laughs) It's okay, girl. Go ahead and cry. Amen to that. Be sad for a minute. Eat your ice cream. Sorry, James, I interrupted you. Did you have anything else to say about it? Oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. I um, No, all I was going to say is I, the, I, I think some people are misdiagnosed. I, I don't doubt that these sort of problems exist. I don't doubt that for a minute. What I, my issue is, is someone, you know, actually behaving like this is an actual thing or are they just saying they have it? And, you know, because th- there are definitely people out there who are full of shit when they say they have it. And generally speaking, and this is not a good way of looking at it, but I just got to get this out because this sort of touches on personal experience for me. If somebody has some sort of mental illness that they, that they're fairly certain they have without a formal diagnosis and they bring it up multiple times a day to people, like it's an excuse for them being a shitty person. Then I usually just assume that they're, you know, they're just using it as a cover. Um, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, and if, by the way, because let's face it, there uh, there is a there is a it's it's a sure thing that if someone does not have mental illness, and I guess in a way it's like a catch twenty two thing. But if someone does not actually have a mental illness, they might be the type of person who would be like, okay, well, if I pretend that I do, I'm going to get sympathy and pats on the back, and I'm going to get a lot more leeway with people if they think there's something wrong with me. And there are people out there who will do that. And take advantage. Yeah, that's the, other, that's the other point that I was going to hit on too is that a lot of people want to, they they like attention. It it feels good to have people care about them and and feel wanted and needed and and if they feel like talking about that they have an issue, you know, brings attention to them. Then a lot of times they'll do that. But like you said, I agree with you when you said uh, if you have a mental illness, you usually don't talk about it a lot like that. You don't bring mm. it up every day. And so a lot of people, I know. hate to use this example, but you know, like the 16 year old girl who's like, Oh my God, just leave me alone. I am so bipolar today. Like, I can't even believe it. You know, like there, yeah, there are girls who do that vain. and not just girls, not just girls, but yeah. there are, you know, people, you know, when we're younger and, you know, especially stupid, you know, we do stuff like that because we're like, Oh, well, people are going to think we're cool or it's edgy or they're going to get off my back or for any number of reasons, people will either make up or exaggerate something to get people to behave a certain way around them. It happens all the time. And that, I just try to keep an eye out for that. I'm definitely not saying that I assume when somebody tells me they have a problem like that, that they're faking it, but it sort of depends on whether their behavior matches up with what they say they have and how consistent it is, I guess. And I'm not qualified mm-hmm. to make that call, but I'm just, you know, just personal judgment on that. Uh, so end of rant, but that's, that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. So, our other good friend James said, uh, schizophrenia is more akin to someone locked in a malfunctioning reality where they're only able to react to what uh, they're truly honestly experiencing, whether it's real or not. They don't develop another personality from this illness. Okay, so it is not. Uh, so it is different more, than multiple It's more just like hearing voices and, and um, being some... Um, I keep, I'm losing my words right now, but... <laughs> Yeah, I would attribute that to malfunct- malfunctioning reality is that you're you're hearing things that aren't there. Reality going haywire. I, I think about it sometimes like schizophrenia and things like that where you can hear voices and 
I'm like, man, to hear voices, that would seem so real, you know? Yeah. That's and, scary. And scary. And scary. And I, I feel, feel for any, I feel yeah. for anybody who is going through that illness because that would be a really horrible, very anxious feeling to have. That would be a fucking prison. I mean, I feel horrible for you until you run and stab somebody 19 times. And then I'm like, mm, not as much. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'll, I'll bet you're off. Mental what was that? If you're feeling that bad after you stab somebody 19 times, you should sure as hell feel better. Feel better after that. Right. If you don't, then I mean, like honestly, take a kickboxing class. Like, go in your garage and bust some bottles up against the wall. That is like super fun. By the way, drinking helps. That's yeah. an option. Drinking, smoke pot. Uh, I mean, sometimes that can add to said violence, which is why then you drink, then you go in the garage, then you throw the bottles up against the wall and let them break, and then you're all excited, like, yay, I got all my stress out. So. I wonder if, exactly. like, I've done that before. It's really I wonder fun. if the church has ever, <laughs> whatever church, but it may be, but I wonder if a church has ever tried to perform an exorcism on a schizophrenic person or, or someone of a certain, uh, similar illness, mental illness, and feel like they have been successful. Oh. Because well, the Catholics, I found out, have a strict policy on that where they will consider, basically, they do the psychiatrist, psychologist thing first, and then if that doesn't work, then they try an exorcism. That's my understanding of but it. Is it um, actually successful? Do these, like, because I want to see... I mean, I, and I'm not trying to, you know, I believe in God, so I'm not trying to say anything bad against these things to a point, but I, w- I would like to see live exorcism. The... No, I, I, don't, I mean, I don't um, want like to see I a live would. exorcism, but I, I just want to see. Well, you'd like to know what the, the statistics, statistics are on them, like yeah. what the success rate and what's the. Or if it's, or if it's like the, power, the power of suggestion. Right. If you suggest, effect. yeah, yeah, because you know, I, the, same as Holly. Like, I'm not trying to say anything, but at the same time, maybe it is that hey, whether it's placebo or not, it worked. Yeah. Exactly. So, it's and is how meta is that? You know, even if the possession wasn't real, and even if the exorcism isn't technically this, like, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, real spiritual process. If somebody is messed up and they get an exorcism and it worked, I would. It, like, there's a saying, you know, if it. If it if it's stupid and it works, then it's not stupid. It's genius. The, you know what would there. be really interesting is if they did have a blood test that showed the chemical imbalance, and if that I don't know if there's one for schizophrenia or and how that testing goes. I'm not really that familiar, so sorry out there if if you want to correct me and call on you can. But um, if there was a blood test to show <laughs> the imbalance in the levels, and if there was an exorcism done. If there would show any difference in the blood work, that would impress me. Now we're talking. Now oh, we're talking. yeah. That would be. That would be. Something. That would be awesome. Because then mm. that would be. That would be. Not like the placebo effect like Casey's talking about. That would be actually. Legit. Right. Yeah. That's the only That'd way that I. Like, that would be some hard proof. Right yeah. Or what I would call hard proof. Mm. So that would be interesting. That would be interesting. I was wondering if you guys wanted to go a quick break. Before yes, our next segment, James, if you want, you can call back in later. Yeah, okay. I will. Uh, when are you guys picking it up again? We'll probably do a two-song break for like you know seven minutes. Okay, probably seven minutes. Cool. Okay, we'll call back definitely okay. when we come back. Demons. <laughs> Yo, hello. 
Can you hear me? Yeah. Um, can you hear me? I can't. Okay, now I can hear myself. Yeah. Um, turn up my snare. Wait, can for real though? Or no, I, I can hear myself. I can hear the snare in my headphones. <laughs> oh my God. You, the you sound like headphones. Biggie. <laughs> Isn't that what Eminem said though? He's like, I can't hear the snare. Yeah, but you. Snare in my headphones. <laughs> Holly became a chain smoker that gained 400 pounds over a break. snare in my headphones. Throw that shit up. James, are you there? <laughs> James? Oh. Oh, what the hell? James! Ah, whoa. What was that? Whoa. whoa. Ah, ah. Sorry. I can't hear the snare in my headphone. Turn that shit up. Yes. <laughs> okay, there we go. Okay. Here's the snare. Here's James. He is James. back. James, are you there? Are you drunk? Yeah, I'm here now. Are I, you drunk I, yet? I would have called a few minutes ago, but I was too busy listening to Holly doing her Biggie Smalls m M&M. <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't miss that. Did you drink the spirits? Awesome, by the way. Did you drink your spirits? Hmm? Did you drink your spirits? Yes. All right. Well, we're yep. ready to rock. Still kind of an ongoing thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's moving right along. This so. show has been all about catching because there's been developments in stories that we talked about last year. Um, so we just talked about the Slender Man case and the verdicts are in. Uh, and there was also, do you guys remember, um, the house, I believe it was in Indiana that was, um, oh, I'm sorry. I just totally hit the wrong thing. Um, where the family was possessed by demons. It was, uh, Latoya Ammons. I'll remind you guys. The exorcisms of Latoya Adam Ab, and excuse me. Uh, a woman and three children who claim to be possessed by demons, a nine year old boy walking backwards up the wall in the presence of a family case manager Damn. and family nurse. Uh, yep. Gary police captain Charles Austin said it was the strangest story he'd ever heard. Austin, 36 year veteran of the Gary police department said he initially thought Indianapolis resident Latoya Ammons and her family, uh, concocted an elaborate tale as a way to make money. But after several visits to their home and interviews with witnesses, Austin said, uh, simply, I am a believer. Not everyone involved with this family was inclined to believe this incredible story. Uh, and many readers will find Ammon's uh, supernatural claims impossible to accept. But whatever the case of the creepy occurrences that befell the family, whether they were seized by a systematic delusion or demonic possession, it led to one of the most unusual cases ever handled by the Department of Child Services. Uh, many of the events are detailed in nearly 800 pages of official records obtained by the Indianapolis Star and recounted in more than a dozen interviews with police, DCS, personnel, psychologists, family members, and a Catholic priest. Ammons, who swears by her story, has been unusually open. While she spoke on condition of her children not being interviewed or named, she signed releases letting the Star review uh, medical, psychological, and official records that are not open to the public and not always flattering. Furthermore, the family's story uh, is made only more bizarre because it involves uh, a DCS intervention, uh, a string of psychological evaluations, and a police investigation, and ultimately a series of exorcisms. It's a tale, they say, that started with flies. Uh, In November 2011, Ammon's family moved into the rental house on the Carolina Street in Gary, a quiet lane line with uh, small one-story homes. Big black flies suddenly swarmed their screened-in porch in December, despite the winter chill. This is not normal, Ammon's mother Rosa uh, remembers thinking. Uh, we killed them, and we killed them, and killed them, but they kept coming back. 
There were other strange happenings, too. After midnight, Campbell and Ammons both said they occasionally heard the steady clump of footsteps climbing uh, the basement stairs and the creak of a door opening between the basement and the kitchen. No one was there. Even after they locked the door, the noise continued. Uh, Campbell said she awoke one night and saw a shadowy figure of a man pacing her living room. She leaped out of the bed to investigate and found large, wet boot prints. On March 10th, 2012, Campbell said the family, uh, their unease turned to fear. It was uh, about 2 a.m. Normally, Campbell Ammons and her children would have been asleep, but they were mourning the death of a loved one with a group of friends. Ammons, who was in Campbell's bedroom, startled everyone by screaming, Mama! Mama! Campbell said she ran into a room where her then 12-year-old granddaughter uh, and a friend were staying. Ammons and Campbell said the 12-year-old was levitating above the bed, unconscious. According to the accounts of their events, Ammons and several others surrounded the girl praying. Campbell said she remembers being terrified. I thought, what's going on? Um, Campbell says she remembers telling her daughter, we, we need help. We need to talk to someone who knows how to deal with this. So on and so forth. Um... They recommend, uh, excuse me, after the church's uh, suggestion of cleansing the home uh, with bleach and ammonia and uh, then using holy oil to uh, draw crosses on every door and window, um, Campbell, uh, excuse me, Ammon said she poured the olive oil on the three children's uh, heads, uh, their hands and feet, then smeared the oil in shapes of crosses on their foreheads. Uh, they reached out to two clairvoyants who said that the family's home was besieged by more than 200 demons. Their explanation made sense to Camel and Abbins. They say because it messed with their Christian faith. Um, the best thing you can do is move, Ammons remembers tell- the clairvoyant telling her, but moving wasn't an option for the cash-strapped family. Instead, Ammons said she took a clairvoyant's advice and made an altar in the basement. Uh, Ammons covered an end table with a white sheet that placed a candle and statue of Mary, Joseph, and Jesus on it, and then she opened the Bible to Psalms 21. Um, I'm not going to go ahead and read it. You can go look it up. Um, then things got worse. The family said uh, demons possessed Ammons and her children, then ages 7, 9, and 12, and the kids' eyes bulged, evil smiles crossed their faces, and their voices deepened every time it happened. Uh, Campbell said the demons uh, didn't affect her because she was born with protection from evil. What? I I just uh, shrugged at that. You special. Yeah, I'm like, nobody can hear a shrug over the microphone, but I shrugged pretty hard. she was baptized and the kids weren't? (sighs) I don't know. She, <laughs> she said she and others like them have a guardian who protects them. Okay. Um, hmm. Ammon said she felt weak, lightheaded, and warm when she was possessed. Her body shook and she felt out of control. The youngest boy, then seven, sat in a closet talking to a boy no one else could see. The other boy was describing how it felt, what it felt like to be killed. Uh, so on and so forth. So you get it. Okay, everything was pretty fucked up. So now... They are actually making a documentary about this, hmm. as you like you do for the Netflix. <laughs> yeah, everybody hopped on that train. According to right. Screen Anarchy, Demon House, check out the demonic key art for Zach Baggins documentary. Uh, the other oh, day, yeah. the n- news came through uh, that Freestyle Media acquired Zach Baggins' haunted house leads to the possession documentary Demon House. Um. I follow him on Twitter, and he kept talking about Demon House, but I didn't know really what is it was. that the YouTube guy? He's the one that's in um, Ghost Hunters, or Ghost Adventures. What is it? Ghost Ghost Adventures, right? Ghost. He I wears all black all the time. And, and, yeah, 
Well, there used to be three guys. They kicked one of them out. <laughs> oh, okay. I think that's good. There's Aaron Good now. Goodwin and Zach Baggins now. But there used to be oh, a third okay. guy. But I don't know why they kicked him out. I don't think he even, they even really ever said. The other guy was like hmm. Nick Groff or something. Hmm. Um. So, yeah, Zach Baggins is the one that... um. He's got the spiky dark hair and ladies like him because he's attractive and um, he's always kind of comes off like, I don't care. Like a douche <laughs> badass. Well, not like a douche badass, but he's kind of like, been in here? Yeah. No, he's he's famous. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, there's a ghost guy that came in here that sounds like that guy. Anyway, sorry. Um, But he uh, lives in Vegas and he... um created and just he's the one that i actually talked about because he bought um what's his name um that just died who was all insane and killed a bunch of people uh charles manson yes he's the one that bought charles manson's teeth oh of course he would and we were talking about how would you know that they were actually charles manson's teeth and he bought them because he's a collector of odd things and he created a museum out of it he just opened it in Vegas a couple months ago. And you can go, if you get tickets, you can go and actually uh, go into the museum. They're supposed to be haunted things. Well, that was smart. Go get haunted. So sometimes he actually shows up to the museum and you get to meet him. That's kind of cool. If you're lucky, yeah. That's really cool. I guess somebody bought this house and, you know, in 2014, the home was thought to be a, a portal to hell. So then it was sold uh, and the owner two years later had it knocked down. So the question is, did he knock it down? Did he buy it and knock it down with the intention of like, you bad house, I'll show you. Or is he just going to build something else there? I wonder if the the property is um, haunted as far as, you know how they have like Indian bur- burial grounds and stuff like that. And they say the land's haunted. Right. Not just the house. Like it, all even if you knock things down, it doesn't matter. That's Indian burial grounds? Yeah, yeah, pretty much all of it. Why not supposed to be Indian, like, land? So uh, they say that all, all those houses are pretty haunted, most of them. Because you got, a, like, a weird look on your face. Because the, the, <laughs> the last, like, I, I drank the last of this Diet Coke in the cup, and I realized it was mostly vodka. <laughs> that was that look, sorry. Her face was like... <laughs> like she like was thinking about something really bad and I'm like oh, what was that burn I'm like oh I didn't know that was gonna be all vodka sorry but uh, but yeah I mean I could see at first like these people are trying to get rich quick but I'm like man all that stuff like went down like that's that's crazy crazy and big black flies in the middle of December hmm so he. When did they tear that house down? Uh, 2014. Or oh, wait, no. He bought it in 2014, and they just now knocked it down. Just now? Yeah. They probably knocked it down right after the documentary. I wonder if he... Did he li- actually live in that house? No, or? I don't. Mm-mm. No? But he just bought it, but it was empty. Yeah, that makes you wonder, like, why did you buy that house and not live in it, but now you're going to tear it down? He's probably like, haunted, schmaunted. I could put a pawn shop here. <laughs> <laughs> but if it was haunted, don't you think that you'd be like, well, 
Yeah. I Whether need- or not believe in this, I'm going to use this and, and um, have people buy tickets and maybe go through it and stuff. Yeah. Or is that too much of a risk liability stuff? I, what know, is he here? This pose is a good thing. Like, if you have a haunted museum and you're getting your insurance on it, what was that insurance filed under? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just about what to What kind ask. of damages are that? If somebody gets possessed? Like, what kind of insurance claim is that? I got possessed by a demon at your residence. <laughs> I am suing you for $100,000. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you sh- you just look like you're jagging off. Who can see because the laptop? All I love is these weird movements up and down. Prove it. Hang on, let me bust this nut first. <laughs> Ghost jacked off and <laughs> some crazy shit. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> James was like very quiet. I know. James is like, I don't sound like that at all when I jack off. <laughs> no, he'd be crying. <laughs> she snored. <laughs> no, that was funny. Was cute. I like when I make people, well, I didn't make people snore, but I I like when people snore because it makes me feel like, oh, that's. You, oh, I thought you were going to say, I like, I like making I people feel uncomfortable. You. No, you know, I, was say, I like when I make people snore, but I didn't make Jess snore. James, James did, but James, do you have Netflix? <laughs> uh, do I what? Netflix? Do you have, yeah, do you Netflix? Yeah, I have it. On that, <laughs> do, do you Netflix and chill? <laughs> you Netflix and chill in Chicago. That's what that sounded like to me the second you said, "Do you Netflix?" It was like, "Girl, do you Netflix?" Yeah, Hit me boy, up. do you Netflix? <laughs> do you Demon House and chill? <laughs> That needs to be a thing. And for the record, whenever I do Netflix and chill, it's always a solo act. <laughs> but I am a very cheap date, so it kind of works out. For, you probably call yourself the next me. day. <laughs> no, I don't. I regret it the next day. You um, asshole! We're working on this promotion from Netflix. <laughs> we need you to have Netflix so we can talk about these things. Can you just give Casey and Holly a reality show, please? <laughs> Of like going to haunted houses. Let's just see what that happens. That needs to be a thing. No, like it would be. It would, this be, would be like a comedy thing. Us going to the porch, and that's it. Like, oh, girl, no, never mind. Be like, oh shit, did you bring the crystals? <laughs> did you bring them? I brought I the knew. crystal light. We're laughing, but I bring those crystals. I'm dehydrated. <laughs> and then what? I'm the only one that runs in there, and I just get repeatedly, like, Jess, like absolutely, like demonically possessed over and over again you do one lap like real fast okay i was in there <laughs> it's like dipping your toe in the window like okay we went like, swimming jess i would too jess will be We're the like, lady yeah! in that in the go. demon house who was protected the only one protected <laughs> well yeah be like the kids who are like yeah i want to know what is like <laughs> but but i was born protected whoa whoa back no. it up nobody told this woman to back it up like what are you talking about? Like, what kind of magic juice you got on you? What's happening? The vodka in your blood protects you. Oh, that's the case. I'm good. Oh, no wonder I'll just I never get, get drunk every time we go. That makes sense. The power of potatoes. <laughs> the holy potato. Uh, Call me Spud. <laughs> She answers first. Spud water. Holy <laughs> spud water. Please, let's make a movie. <laughs> Breakfast of champions. Oh, mm. shit. James, what are your thoughts, man? Mm. Potato vodka? Mm. 
<laughs> I love potato vodka. Mm. Me too. Don't you I haven't had it in a while, though. Everybody do shots before they go in the haunted house. <laughs> oh, dude. Mm. I feel like that's the only way you can go into a haunted house. Like a, like a legit supposed to be a haunted house is get a little shitty before you go. And Does like, that hey, make you more susceptible sure to demonic possessions being dropped? Probably. You're Probably. on less control of your own brain and motor skills and all the things. Right. If you're you going know? down, would you care Perfect. as much if you're drunk? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you all in hell. You can't have her. <laughs> Be like, I've seen Supernatural. I got salt, bitch. We got Run. just drunk thinking the <laughs> potato vodka would save us all. But now we got to protect her. You can't have her. <laughs> oh, it's actually going to be in select theaters too. Demon House oh. uh, in select theaters nationwide and will also be available to rent and own on VOD in digital HD across cable, internet, and satellite platforms through on March 16th. What if we got drunk before we watched Demon House? <laughs> Demon House party! <laughs> would that That's be exactly okay? <laughs> what everybody would be hearing in the movie theater while you guys were there? <laughs> They name it Demon House because it's got to be extreme. Demon House. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like you should be their voiceover guy, girl. Demon House 14. Coming oh, wow, at you. That's really good. You got to act like you're burping. Welcome to the Demon House. I can't do it. <laughs> Potato oh, vodka. Amazing. <laughs> Drink the vodka. Drink the vodka. I want you to be I like, just sound like I'm I want you to be like, burp. no, not the vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch the vodka, no. My only weakness. It sounds like Jimmy McKnight doing his Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> no, don't drink the vodka. <laughs> James is like, why did I call back in? <laughs> Towards the end oh, of the show. Oh, is he? Don't drink the vodka. <laughs> the very end of the show, we're not that serious. We're like... You get to I'm going to contribute much. something to this conversation. I'm just kind of at a loss right now. He's like, I'm drinking the vodka. James is like, I'm it's drunk. Like that need, means I need to take. Oh shit, shot. that's too funny. Oh <laughs> man, well guys, uh, <laughs> Demon House. I mean, it's eleven on two. Wait, Demon, no, don't say it like that. What? Don't say it like that. Oh. Demon House. <laughs> Demon House. <laughs> Bitch. Demon House. I'm the girl. Oh yeah, Demon House. Um. Demon House. Demon House will be released March 16th. <laughs> Select theaters. I, I thought it was for Netflix, but who knows? Gag baggage were really promoting your Google it, you lazy son of a bitch. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't the Zach Baggin Tower. What the heck? <laughs> Fuck <a> film. <laughs> Demon House for life. Damon's house is Day- coming out. Damon's house. We're all going to Damon's house. Like Damon's world. What is Yo, this? Damon. It sounds like an episode of Martin. Damn, Damn Gina. <laughs> These ghosts. Damn. Demon house and chill. Demon house and chill. Demon house and chill. Yo, Damon's house is off the chain. <laughs> I got a serpent so in my purse. Damon, give me a cup of potato vodka. <laughs> Damon's bar. This is like Damon's, Damon's house. house. 
went to Damon's bar so fast. <laughs> oh, shit, y'all. Okay. James, thank you for <laughs> listening over the phone. Thanks for caring. My pleasure. Thanks for being the oh, one person who cared. Yeah, really. The one person who actually listened, listened on the phone. And thank you to James Fernandez for always, uh, uh, you know, being <laughs> smart and being like, you dumb bitches. This is exactly what the we need, we need someone to school us. So. <laughs> we need James Fernandez on the show. James, if you're listening, if you're still listening, if you haven't lost your interest also, yet. Also, if on. you're a therapist, which I don't know what therapist would be listening to this show. Maybe that because our crazy I think James Fernandez is the closest thing we have. <laughs> you know, I, we need to be schooled. We, we need do. someone to be like, this is the right thing. We need to be spanked. <laughs> oh my gosh. I did not say that. <laughs> It was that last drink of vodka that made me like, oh. I might have potato vodka. I didn't realize that everybody in this room was doing vodka tonight, and I was just You were doing the vodka? I'm not on the Damon House level. (laughs) I only drank a Red Bull. March 16th, you will be. You guys are down there, and I'll appear with my wings. I like so we are doing this, right? We're going to the theater and bringing, bringing vodka. We are doing this. Yeah. I hope. We're going to the land. Yeah, come home, James. What city? What? I need Where to. is he? Where are you? Chicago. <laughs> Why are you there? It's just as cold. Uh, it's, well, it's I'm worse with the wind and everything. I just really, I just really, really love Chicago. So mm-hmm. I had to spend some time out here. Lies! But I'll be back at some point. <laughs> you Holly, love us more! Holly knocked over a microphone. Lies! <laughs> um... Real quick, sorry, this has nothing to do with that, but the Damon House, Demon House, um, what, what, uh, state was that in? Indiana. It was Indiana. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, so it's not that far, it's not that far away. No, it isn't. It's mm-hmm. not. It, it's an eight, uh, an eight hour drive. Not even. Not I mean, even the, the house is not there anymore. Because you got to pass through Indiana to get to Chicago, don't you? Yeah, you got to drive through Gary, and I can say this: I I guarantee you that is like the least depressing thing about Gary, Indiana, is the (laughs) Damon House. I'll bet that place is a that place is a. Well, I know this is like a taboo word now, but that place is a complete fucking shithole. Dumpster fire of a city. Pretty much, it's it's all like dirty, like. It looks like a post. Look, it kind of looks like a (laughs) post-apocalyptic industrial hellhole. That's kind of what it looks like. Like you could film a Fallout movie there. I I wonder if the guy who bought the house and then knocked it down sold any of the materials. Why you want a splinter? My question is: if it's actually haunted, what is tearing it down going to do? Is that going to actually affect the ghost? Is it going to make them lose interest? Or not ghost demon? Well, you know, whatever. They say the, that the, things are. Would it really help? They're attached to certain things in the house, and whatever. I wonder if people are like, "Ooh, I want a piece uh, of that." Interestingly enough, that I, movie Ghost Story, which I know you guys didn't see it, the nope. They like um, it, it, it addresses that. Oh. What happens when they knock the house down? Oh, really? Really? Yeah, that was on Netflix too, right? I think you can find it on Netflix. Netflix, you should be a sponsor because we mention you all the time. Yeah. Just saying. Every other breath is like, on Netflix. On Netflix. All right, we got to get going, guys. So, Thanks, uh, James. James, again, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. I'm Sorry I didn't you. contribute more, but this was this I'm was a blast sure. for me, at least. So, mm. We love you. I had fun. Good. All right, until next... And one of these days, I'm actually oh. going to come there for a show, like, in person. I just don't know when. It better be next show. 
You, <laughs> you got, got two weeks. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> you heard that in stereo. Boah. All right. Until next time. I'm Keith Pierce. I'm Holly Ogden. Jess. And that was James Kostelski. And we are peacing out. Good night. Good night. Night. Peace.